0: You are Locked On Padres, your daily San Diego Padres podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day for Monday, June 28th. As always, I'm your host with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI, Friars on Base, Off the Bench Baseball, or recently launched Just Baseball, very good site, or my more pop culture entertainment slant of things. Maybe that's more down your alley at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Inverse blade Disgusting, Film Cred, and more. And hopefully many more to come. But of course, guys, but of course, most importantly, you can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at L-O- underscore Padres on the old Twitter sphere. Of course, you can also find me. My personal account, Javapeno, and that's J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, only, only, only if you feel so inclined, you can hit me up on there with any questions, comments, or concerns that you may have, and I'll do my very best to answer them and maybe even answer them right here on the show. Today's episode, guys, is brought to you. By Locked On MLB Prospects. If you're the type of baseball fan that can't help but get giddy over prospects, we have the podcast for you, my friends. Locked On MLB Prospects, hosted by minor league play-by-play voice Arm Layton, also the founder of Just Baseball. He also hosts Locked On Morons, Great guy. I just had him on the podcast on Friday, uh, Thursday, and Friday. Uh, it's the only daily podcast devoted entirely to the stars of tomorrow. Follow Locked On MLB Prospects on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, guys, for today's episode, we are doing a recap of all the games that happened this weekend. And I'm going to spend each segment talking about uh, each of the games from Friday, Saturday, and Sunday's game. Believe it or not, no, it's not just because I don't have any ideas for the rest of the segments. Oh, no, 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 guys. It's because despite it being against the Dimebacks this weekend, I actually really did think that there were big takeaways from each game. Friday being exciting, Saturday being The complete opposite of that, uh, at least if you're a Padres fan. And then Sunday also being kind of interesting as a game, too, for uh, takeaways to happen and whatnot. Um, And I have a lot of thoughts. I really do have a lot of thoughts. I might even forget some thoughts. But thankfully, of course, I have them written down. Um, Also, guys, on Friday's episode, uh, when I was talking with Aram, who I just mentioned for his podcast, we were talking about Just Baseball. We were having a conversation about baseball media and the industry and, like, just our takes on it and how it could be more exciting and blah, blah, blah and, you know, everything. And it got cut off, like, the last six minutes of the episode. The last six minutes weren't, like, as filled with information and stuff. That's, I guess, the good news. But I don't know why that happened. I literally loaded up the file that I had uploaded to Megaphone, which is the hosting platform that I use. And I opened it up, and it was still said 38 minutes. So, for some reason, Megaphone trimmed it, and I can't just reload, re-upload the episode. It's What's it's done is done, kind of, right? So... I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry if you guys missed out on that conversation, but hey, that's kind of what happened. But uh, let's get into the the crux of today's episode, guys. We're already talking a little bit too much. Let's begin talking with Friday's game against the D-backs. Like I said, D-backs have been a very, very poor team. They are the worst team in baseball, and you'd be surprised to learn that there was actually a lot to take away from this weekend. Friday's game, the Padres win a Slugfest Palooza 11-5 Obviously, story of the game. We got to start with it. El Nino, three home runs in the game. He had three by the fourth inning. Absolutely crushed them. Uh, What can I say? What can I say? The three-home run game um, put him in tied for second throughout all of Major League Baseball for the most home runs in the league. He currently leads the NL with 25 home runs, but he is tied with Shohei Ohtani. I know, crazy stuff, guys. uh, And Vladimir Guerrero Jr. for the most home runs. Or I should say, I'm sorry, he's tied with Ohtani for second place. Leading the league in home runs currently is Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Absolutely a monster at the plate. Great article also uh, that I was reading the other day at Just Baseball. I know I keep plugging the website, guys, but I really think it's good talking about how... Um, basically since 1998, um, Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s WRC plus is 199 right now. And that's the highest any player has had basically since 1998, if he's able to keep this us only like three guys have had a WRC plus that high as uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. So shout out to that dude. He's absolutely killing it for those unfamiliar WRC plus kind of a, an all encompassing stat. Similar to war, I guess, Uh, basically just the amount of runs that you create and lose and all that, it takes into account the defense and the base running and all that stuff, it's a good stat, I think, to use to judge players overall, but anyway, um, yeah, three run home run game for Tatis, absolute beast, but he wasn't the only one that got in on the home run action, Uh, Tommy Pham also hits a home run in this game, and Tommy Pham in this game as well, uh, he got hit by a pitch at some point. And he looked like he wanted to kill somebody. I don't know what, it didn't look intentional, but that man looked like he was going to hulk out. And I will say, well, in fairness, Tommy Pham also always kind of looks upset. That man is the Squidward. He's not even a squirter. I don't know what he is. I don't know what character I could think of that describes Tommy Pham in terms of just always being angry. But that's uh, that's Tommy Pham, man. It's, it's, it's pretty nuts. But thankfully, Tatis ended up hitting the home run to prevent any potential uh, scuttle or any potential altercation that may have happened uh, if Toby Fab was still chilling out at first base, especially since the pitcher kept checking up on him on first base, but uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. hits a home run. Uh, Also in this game, it was nice to see Machado goes 2-for-5 with an RBI. Um, Will Myers, he even manages to get an RBI in this game going 1-for-4. It was just kind of an explosion, uh, really, for the Padres' offense. It was great. I really enjoyed it. And it was really necessary because Chris Paddock, apparently right when we all started talking about him, myself included, talked about it last week, that he's been one of the most underrated players on the team, basically, for the month of June and even a little bit of May. Uh, He goes two and a third's innings, giving up five runs on eight hits, walking two, striking out two, raising his ERA to 4.64 on the season. What the hell, man? What happened? Like, it's, wow. Wow. Of all the teams to mess up against, you had done well against Cincinnati. You did well against the Mets, twice against the Mets. You even did, uh, no, not really. The Cubs kind of killed them. But uh, Chris Paddock, my guy. Ah, just absolutely disastrous and that's definitely a theme of this week uh, by the way this weekend Um, just the starting pitching there's a lot of questions I think with the starting pitching Uh, but thankfully it didn't matter because the Padres scored so many runs still a little nerve wracking to see uh, but overall a great game for the Padres Uh, this guy Corbin Martin getting absolutely torched you know just when you know early on that a pitcher's in for a long day that was Corbin Martin he only got one out for this start for him I know he's not necessarily a great pitcher or anything but even still that's just absolutely nuts And the other thing that needs to be brought up is Jake Cronenworth hits a home run in this game as well. A blast. Uh, The home run party, man, on Friday night was a whole lot of fun. I hope you guys got to tune in for that live. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Jake Cronenworth currently five home runs in his last eight games. After that moment, it was five in his last six, which is absolutely nuts. I think that, honestly, um, you just... I talked about my All-Star stuff last week, and I said how I wouldn't be that upset if Jake Cronenworth didn't make the starting spot. I get it. People really like Ozzy Albies, and it's not like he's been significantly better, but then when I started doing the pot and filling out my ballot, I was like, no, actually, he kind of has been. If you take into account, not just the stats, by the way, outs above average, he leads all people in that position. If you just take into account also the fact that there's not been a lot of great second baseman play uh, this year in the National League, Uh, some guys have really fallen off, especially... When you kind of take it into account, maybe some injuries like the Jeff McNeils of the world. Uh, I know Max Muncie has a little some second baseman uh, uh, play this year, but I really think he's more of a first baseman. And Ozzie Albies has been very fine lately. You know what I mean? He's been bolstered a little bit by that Atlanta fun factor, but I just think that he needs to be the starting second baseman. I know that maybe in the American League, you guys got you guys you got you have guys like Marcus Simeon and Jose Altuve, but now. It just seems kind of inexcusable if you don't have him as the starting uh, second baseman. And not just the stats, just a great story. You have all the home runs, sure, but you also have the fact that this guy came out of nowhere. And I know that last year was his true coming out party, but it's still really cool to see him replicate that basically entirely because a lot of people were thinking, uh, maybe Cronenworth, okay, it was a little bit out of nowhere. Are we sure he's really that good, though? And he seems to be proving all the people uh, wrong that um may have went against him. And if you also take into account the positional versatility. So I just think he's clearly he's gotta be he's gotta be in there. I think he'll make the All-Star team maybe as a reserve, but I do think that Albies being above him, it's not the most reprehensible thing that's ever happened. This isn't, you know, crash over Brokeback Mountain winning best picture, but it is a little bit unfortunate. So that's one of my big takeaways. But otherwise fun game on Friday uh to start off the series against a very bad team. But uh not all was super good for the Padres this week, guys. Not everything. Not everything was so great. But before we get into that, Do you love to order fish when you go out to eat but never make it for yourself at home? Cooking restaurant-quality dishes at home starts with high-quality seafood and simple techniques from Wild Alaskan Seafood. Guys, that's right, Wild Alaskan Seafood. Each shipment contains premium, wild-caught, individually-wrapped portions of delicious seafood that's ready to prepare and easy to cook. Wild Alaskan Company, seafood is how nature intended it to be. Always wild, never farmed or modified, and it contains no antibiotics. You can adjust, pause, or cancel your membership ship anytime and they offer 100% satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. And right now, just for you guys cuz you're listening to this episode, you can get $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit slash mlb That's slash mlb for $15 off your first box. All right, guys, now let's keep it moving. We are now talking about Saturday's game, and I know you might even want to skip through this part of the podcast because you might be thinking, I don't want to relive uh, Saturday night's nightmare. Um, full disclosure, I'm going to be 100% honest, I kind of stopped watching a lot of this game. The Padres lose by a score of 10-1, to and you wouldn't have thought. You're thinking, oh, was it Chris Paddock again? And, oh, no, because Chris Paddock pitched Friday. Was it a bad Blake Snell start again? No, it wasn't that at all. Instead, it was Denelson Lemet who and, and, and I, I'm going to talk about this in a second because there's not really much to say. The, the Diamondbacks just absolutely lit us up, right? Um, he goes two and a third's innings, giving up four earned runs on six hits, walking none, none, known, and striking out one. Sorry, my voice is weird right now. Um, and here's my thing. Here's my thing. So I talked about, and the link is in the description, and I'm saying that because the thing I wrote about last week about Padres' trade targets is actually coming into relevancy now with the whole thing is... I mentioned that I don't think trading for a Max Scherzer and giving up too much for a starting pitcher is necessarily something that the Padres need to do. I still don't necessarily do that, but one of my points was you have Chris Paddock pitching a lot better. For fourth, fifth starter, he's doing great, right? Then you have um, Blake Snell, who I'm just expecting to at least be better than what he has been. I mean, go look up his home versus uh, road ERA splits. It's insane. Actually, just I'm gonna say them right now to make sure you guys get it, just in case you don't feel like looking it up. Uh, He has a 1.43 ERA at home and away. Over the course of eight starts, Blake Snell has a 10.36 ERA. I don't know what that is. I have to assume it's like I don't know what it is. I don't know what that is. It's been a long time since I've seen pitching splits that drastic. It's not like he's pitching in course field. Even in course field, this would be pretty insane for you to be that much better away versus at home I mean what the heck man so that's weird but I'm expecting Blake Snell to at least be better than what he has been so there's some positive regression to come and then another thing I mentioned was Danel Salamette who slowly they've been building up his workload and then he comes out and it gets absolutely thrashed and on top of that he is headed to the I.L. he's placed on the 10-day I.L. with right forearm inflammation right-handed pitcher James Norwood has been recalled from Triple A El Paso. Weird that Ryan Weathers hasn't been called up despite how good he's been. I'm telling you, I really think there could be some chicanery there. I'm wondering if Preller is saving him in some way, testing him out, because I don't know if there's a genuine thing with them where they're like we want you to work on your mechanics it's like what like I, I don't I don't you could do that with Luis Campisano because he wasn't ready but with with Ryan Weathers especially when there's some uncertainty with the rotation a very questionable move and something makes me think uh something's telling me they might be getting him ready for a trade we will see we will see uh trade deadline is indeed coming up but you know that that's what happens here so all of a sudden now we're panicking about starting pitching granted I must reiterate There are too many teams in baseball that really, 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 really need a pitcher. The Padres just could really uh, appreciate one right now. Remember, you still got Darvish, you still got Musgrove. Those guys are good to go, right? And you're hoping Blake Snell gets better and Chris Paddock isn't that bad as a number four. And hopefully they come to their senses and bring up Ryan Weathers or whatever the heck they do, right? So they're not as much in dying need of a starting pitcher, especially when he got that great bullpen to back you up, but I could definitely see them at least trying for some of those maybe bargain bin guys to at least have somebody to iron out the rest of the rotation. Um, so really, yeah, this Saturday game, considering Lament was starting is, you know... I don't know what to say. It was really bad. He had Merrill Kelly coming out here. Six innings, no runs, no walks, striking out five. He's not a very good pitcher, but he, you know, showed something, I guess, enough to beat the Padres. Um, Basically, the only player for the Padres that was kind of showed up here is, you know, Tommy Pham gets the one RBI of the day. But otherwise that's it and just hey, gotta give one more shout out to Tommy Fam. He's currently batting two fifty on the season with a three seventy-four on base percentage. Very stark contrast from them when he started off at the beginning of the year, not grinding into all these double plays, two double plays in big games, by the way. I remember let's not understate that he was really, really bad that first month. Oh boy, he was bad, because on top of being just bad statistically, really let the team down in a lot of big major situations. But now, in the month of June, over the course of twenty three games. 308 batting average, 419 on base, and 551 slugging percentage. That's right, seven doubles to go along with that, Uh, four home runs. He's even chipped in five steals. Tommy Pham, if not for the fact that Nick Castellanos and Jesse Winker and Ronald Acuna were so good, Tommy Pham could be, Maybe in the conversation for starting, but I still think it's really close. And I still think there's some other guys out there in the league that probably deserve the starting nod. But maybe he can make a, a reserve spot. I don't know, especially if he keeps this up. Is he just keeps becoming this one of the best on base guys in the league? A guy who never swings at pitches outside the zone, just an incredible eye at the plate then maybe he'll make it to the All-Star team. But otherwise, yeah, just a little bit of a nightmarish game. It was the only game of the season that I had genuinely just kind of tuned out. It was the sixth inning or seventh inning. I forgot when. And I was just like, you know what? I'm done. Like, Let me just stop watching this. And I did, and I enjoyed the rest of my night. I watched Palm Springs again. Incredible movie on Hulu. Incredible. Like, uh, a deceptively smart movie. Yes, it just seems like it's a time loop, kind of a rom-com type of thing. It is that, but it is deceptively smart. Go check out that movie, guys, if you haven't. But also, guys, I need you to check out something else, all right? I need you to check out the best protein bars in the world. They are the Built Bars, ladies and gentlemen, of course, I love these things guys, I've been talking about them for a while now, soft and easy to chew, covered in 100% chocolate, I love their variety of flavors, kinda like the Ben and Jerry's of protein bars, I'm not, that isn't an exaggeration, mint, brownie, raspberry, cherry, you know, orange flavors, and they've got all these limited time flavors that they release sporadically every now and then, that you definitely have to tune in for, and best of all though, they're protein bars, so they're healthy for you, most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams net carbs, so guys, after hearing all that, what in the world are you waiting for? Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Remember that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, guys, and we are whipping right back into this thing. Been a fast episode. It's funny because I started off by saying I had so many takeaways from this weekend. I did. It's just I got through them pretty quickly. I don't know. That's just what happens sometimes. But let's talk about Sunday's game. Shout out my guy, Anthony Burris, friend of the pod, who was at this game, actually. And he actually joined my Spotify green room for a little bit. Clearly very distracted and hanging out at the game. But uh, that was really cool. And it was a good game on top of that. Uh, the Padres win by a score of 5-4. And there's a bunch of things I got to address that have, that have to do with overall scale. But first, let's get into just some of the stats. And whatnot, the starter in this game, you Darvish. How do you guys think he did? Of course, he was money, ladies and gentlemen. Going six innings, he does give up six hits, but only one earned run. He does not uh, break. He, you know, he he bet not break. I always get that saying wrong. The bend not break. I always get that wrong. I always it like stumbles my brain for some reason. But anyway, uh over the course of ninety three pitches he also strikes out seven batters, ERA at two point four four. After having a little bit of a stumble a couple weeks ago against Colorado when he gave up four runs. Aside from that, just so so consistent. And I know that June hasn't necessarily been his Best month, but his last two starts, very good, Uh, especially the Dodgers start. Big game hunting, Mr. Udarvish, when it comes to the Dodgers this year. And I think he has a case to be made for being an all-star. He's super fun. Everyone likes Udarvish. So, in my opinion, guys, let's bring a little bit of personality. I don't care if maybe what, Zach Wheeler's stats are a little better or whatever, come on, let's vote him in there, get him as one of the 11 pitchers, let's do it, guys, now, and I've said before that if I had to only, if only one Padres pitcher made it, I would do Musgrove, just because I do think the no-hitter means a lot, and the breakout and all that stuff, I just think that, come on, it's the first no-hitter in our franchise history, so I think that that should count for something, even if Darvish's stats might be a little bit better, um, but that's just that's just my take on the matter. So, Darvish was excellent. But it's a close game because Tim Hill comes into the game and, you know, he actually ends up with a win in this game. He gives up only one earned run, three runs, but only one earned uh, over the course of one inning. And that's because Fernando Tatis Jr., made it a really, really egregious error in the field with the bases loaded and nobody out. Uh, A double play ball is hit to him, and he overthrows Jake Cronworth trying to cover at second base. Jake tried real hard to get that ball. It was not on him as much as I know some people might be tempted to say, oh, he should have caught that. No, it was a terrible throw. It goes flying into the outfield, uh, into right field, actually, and it allows two runs to score, and then nobody, and he clearly was upset about it. Let me just say this thing about Tatis. It'll be the last negative thing I say. Uh, in terms of today's game, or yesterday's game, I should say. I am, the defense thing is this, because shout out Miller Thomas, who is the host of Lockdown Diamondbacks. Yesterday called him the James Harden of, of of baseball, that he's a joke of a defender, right? So he's obviously just trying to be hyperbolic. I Look, guys, Miller knows what he's doing sometimes. Uh, but yeah, go roast him for saying that. Awful thing to say. Um, but the way I see it is, it's hard for me to decide. Look, he's 22 years old, he's super athletic, And last year, he was one of the best defensive shortstops in baseball. You know, if you just look at stuff like outs above average and range factor and all that stuff, outs above average last year was plus nine. And then the interesting thing is that his first year, his rookie season, very messy in the field. A lot of throwing errors. Minus 16 outs above average his first year. He was really, really bad. And this year, he's at minus one currently. But the way I see it... Look, I just... I think there's more to it than saying this guy is going to be a defensive liability because if he had the season he did last year, I know it was a smaller sample size, I'm not ready to say that this guy is going to be a terrible defender. Maybe it won't be his plus. I'm not saying this guy is going to be Andrelton Simmons. I'm not saying that at all. No, Troy Tulowitzki, Heck, maybe not even the Derek Jeter. You know what I mean? And I know Derek Jeter's defense gets talked about all the time for being overrated, but I don't think he's going to be... Uh, one of those guys who's just abysmal. You know what I mean? I think at most he'll be average. Too athletic, has too much of a gun of an arm. I think you have to throw some part of it. I think he's in his head when it comes to throwing errors. I think he'll calm those down. Fueling percentage is down this year too, uh, even less than his rookie year too, which is crazy, 9.19 uh fueling percentage on the year. Um, I think that the, the throwing errors have to be a little bit mental. And with the shoulder thing, You guys saw in that Red Series when he dove for a ground ball that he got taken out of the game. It was precautionary, sure, but I wonder if that's part of it, too, in terms of... I'm not, like, excusing necessarily the errors. I'm giving him a little, like, a, you know, a 30% of a little bit, like, hey, he is hurt. Like, let's calm down a little bit. But also, with the fielding and the range factor stuff... um, I mean, I just think that he's hesitant. He doesn't want to be diving on the floor when he knows that his shoulder is all messed up, which he says is at 75%, but I could imagine that he might be even hyping himself up a little bit too much there because he does not look good in the field. But that's enough of the negative talk. He does come up with a huge um, RBI in this game. Uh, He goes one for three on the day with an RBI double uh, in this great, great inning. Oh, bottom seven. I love you so much. Involving, uh, first of all, Jerks and Profire pinch hit. Finally gets a hit. So getting a single. Tommy Pham gets a single. Then the fun kicks off. We're already down by a run. Everyone's freaking out on Twitter, which I'll get to in just a second. Grisham doubles. Allowsing, allowing pro Profire to score. Jake Cronenworth back at it again with the Jake, the rake, swagger, uh, singling, allowing Tommy Pham to score, and then Tatis hits the double, and that basically sums up the inning. They lead the game 5-4, and that basically ends it. Also in this game, we get a home run from Tommy Pham. He has a nice afternoon as well, going two for four with the RBI and the home run, and also drew a walk in this game too. Trent Gisham going three for four. Nice to see him doing uh, more hits because Trent Gisham for a little bit was only slugging the ball, believe it or not. I know, it was crazy. It was like, Something like twenty-five at bats and all of his like five hits were home runs or something like that. Uh, so nice to see that he's doing better there, batting two seventy-six on the year. Very good for him with an on base percentage, as expected, a pretty good on base percentage at 353. Shout out Trent Grisham, stud of a player. And that basically tells the story in terms of the offense. And what I want to address really quickly is a lot of Padres fans freaking out. And actually one of my tweets this weekend went semi viral. Also my Twitter account is verified now. Really fun little thing. So, guys, check me out there, I guess, if you want, on at Javipeno. Uh, I got the good good, good old blue check. And, actually, one of my tweets went somewhat viral. Uh, as of right now, it's got, like, 18 retweets, 200 likes. And I basically said, the Padres fans need to relax. You know, we had that rough game on Saturday night. But also, we swept the Dodgers. We swept the Reds. Jay Cronenworth has gone sicko mode. Tatis had three home runs in one game. I mean, it's it's you can't be too upset you can't be, do this thing, right, guys, where you're constantly getting hyped about the team, saying, yeah, screw the Dodgers and all this stuff. We're, we're absolutely awesome right now. This is so much fun. And then immediately, once you have a bad game, you just turn coat and we're like, this is not a good game. They're too streaky or whatever. Are the Padres streaky? Yes. They've had weird series uh, over the course of the last month or so, arguably all season, where they play down a little bit to their competition. You almost lose this series against the D-backs. Granted, guys, you, I mean, they were going to win at some point. The D-backs. They weren't just going to keep losing on the road. Eventually, someone has to lose to them. You know, someone has to lose. That's just how baseball works. This isn't the NFL, you know? This isn't the NFL where if you saw the Chiefs lose to the Detroit Lions or some bad Jets team or something like that, that you'd be like, whoa, like, how the heck, what does that mean? You know, if you just kept losing to bad teams like that, like, yeah, that actually means something. Not like in baseball. So everybody needs to calm down. Uh, about that and just be like, all right, it was a dumb game. It happens, man. we were going to get blown out by somebody. It's 162 games. And then everyone's panicking after the error and they're down by a run. They're like, we're really about to lose this series, all this stuff. You Don't be flippity-floppy like that, guys. You can't be talking about how exciting this team is. You can't be talking about Tatis and the high-powered offense that, yes, it's been a little bit underperforming this year. You can't talk about all this stuff. And then in the seventh inning, top of the seventh inning, down by a run you're like oh we lost this game like no 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 no. never count this team out I know their offense has been weird I said this last year too because people made the same freaking comments last year whenever we were down in a game and then everyone wants to call me the bandwagoner that doesn't know enough about this team sometimes and that oh you don't know what you're talking about this stuff well what I know is that this offense can get rolling fast so do not Give up on the Padres. I know they're weird against a bunch of teams, but bottom line is this go check the standings right now. They have 47 wins on the season. You know how many more people have more wins than that? Not many. That's more than the White Sox. It's more than, it's about the same as the Oakland A's, same as the Tampa Bay Rays and Boston Red Sox. They're okay. They have to keep winning. I know it's frustrating that the Giants have been this good, but this is not a team that's performing poorly. It's more that the Giants are just performing a little bit better. And I think we can expect some regression. So everybody, calm down with that stuff. It's going to be okay. I know there's some things to address. But this is the road to the season. And maybe it's because you know, you're know you not used to the Padres being good. You're kind of adjusting to the idea of what does a good team look like. You know, you're know, you kind of panicking a little bit. Like, we're losing now all of a sudden. Are we not actually good anymore? So I get that. Maybe there's a little bit of uh, uh, growing pains to be had there. But still, don't panic about that. I am panicking about the Eric Hosmer, Blake Snell, uh, Will Myers' situation, for sure, uh, when it comes to those guys. I do not like the numbers on them, especially with the batters. But, uh, look, there's still a lot of hope, man. So, do not give up on this team. Hopefully, they can go into this Red Series. They have a day off today, and they can go and get some wins against Cincinnati. And that's basically it. My little uh, tirade about all of you guys. You guys got to calm down with the Padres sometimes. Now, before we kind of wrap things up, guys, and talk about what's going on for the rest of the week, let me talk to you about the Locked On Today podcast, guys. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast be sure to do that i listen to it every morning it's a great thing to start your day maybe when you're working out like me i've been trying to work out lately guys i've been trying i'm trying to do some exercise and whatnot uh working on you know my 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 indoor machine equipment and doing some jogging outside which is dreadful i need to figure out a way to do more working out indoors that's why i'm using machines and stuff because the heat not fun Not fun. I know I'm on New Jersey and that maybe it's worse out on the West Coast and all that, but man, it is not fun. But uh, in terms of the future of this podcast, guys, let me just talk about that really quickly. Uh, Tomorrow I'm going to be talking about my article for Just Baseball, and it is important. I know I keep talking about Just Baseball, but uh, I talked about my trade targets for the Padres. I wrote that last week. Do I have any new kind of updates on it? Not necessarily, but we're going to talk about that, talk about where the Padres are in terms of the trade deadline. I just feel like it's it's a somewhat appropriate time, and I think it'll be a lot of fun. And we'll, we'll break that down. Again, link in the description for you to check it out one last time uh, before I uh, elaborate on it more uh, on today's podcast. And also, for the rest of the week, in terms of things you have to look forward to, aside from the usual game recaps and what have you, uh, we've got a cool opponent coming up this week that we haven't had uh, the host of on the podcast All right, we have the Reds. We just had the Reds last year with Jeff Carr. But starting this weekend, Friday, we are doing a series against the Philadelphia Phillies. How fun is that? Not a good team. Uh, So that should be a lot of fun. Um, And I'm going to be doing a crossover probably with Dan Wilson of Locked On Phillies. That should be really, really good. Very much looking forward to that series. And I'll come up with some other ideas for the rest of the week. But uh, with that all being said, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast. The only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, wherever. Send me some five-star views on the Apple Podcasts app. I'd greatly appreciate that. Start getting those mailbag questions uh, stirring in your head because they will we're gonna have a mailbag uh, extravaganza for my 300th episode i think so stay tuned for that uh if you want to send me um don't send me the review questions or whatever just dm them to me for now if you have questions uh and i'll try and answer them dm me on my personal account which is now verified blue check mark at java or at lo underscore padres uh, and then i'll save them for part of the 300th episode extravaganza which should be out next week crazy right absolutely crazy really looking forward to that and uh, until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful, my fire faithful homies. Take care.